boys. Good, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the Malaga Drive Hoops podcast. I hope everyone is doing well, enjoying the play-ins. I've been out watching some competitive basketball. I know I've had a blast, and it's it's just getting started. So, um, on that note, <clears throat> this episode is going to be a Western Conference, or sorry, Western Eastern Conference playoff preview. Got the boy Sarge on here. Got the boy Tyler on here, and we just chopped it up, but. You know, as things normally go, you know, juices get flowing towards the mid, late end of the pod, and uh, we got a little carried away. So we're sitting here at probably close to an hour 50. Uh, we did not just talk about the East. We talked about the West, but we talked about the plans. We covered everything. Everything that is really could come to your mind, we covered. Um, so I'm sure there, there's bound to be things you agree with. There's bound to be things you disagree with. Um, if you feel strongly about any of those things, please let me know. Whether that be Twitter, my phone, Discord, all that. Anyways, guys, I hope you guys enjoy. Got some great matchups out in the East. And it's it's different. We haven't had, we really haven't had this level of competitiveness from top to bottom. Um, I know the Bucks are the favorite, but it's open. It's wide open. Um, so it, it was a really fun time. I hope you guys enjoy. And again, thank you for all the support and love. I appreciate you all. Without further ado, let's get it. Sarji, T, how you guys doing today? How you guys doing tonight? Hanging. Chilling. Good, bro. Chilling. Sarji's got a Sarji's got a basketball game tonight. So uh we'll make sure not to go over. I, I feel like of all the groups, this group has a tendency to hit two hours pretty consistently. So t- tonight we'll keep that in range. Uh but I'm so excited. I'm so excited, especially when you get the last month of the season, which is uh, cool for like potential and watching young guys. But it's just well, even just watching these playing games compared to like the end of the season, the intensity, the level of play is just so much better. So I'm super excited, guys. Um, except for the Hornets. Except for the Hornets, bro. Uh, you see, you just if you can't play defense consistently. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough, but I, the Hawks are tough. The Hawks have been so good at home lately. I, I felt like I didn't I think I didn't think it was gonna be this bad. I guess we can just start with it. I watched the first half, and then I, I couldn't really watch the second half. Do you guys have any major way, major takeaways uh, from this game? Do you do you guys think the Hawks are like uh, obviously they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals last year? I'm not gonna say it was a fluke, but do you guys think they have some life in them? You think they can make a run or? You guys not feeling that? I mean, they, yeah. they, they've been playing good ball the last month or so. Exactly. I, I just, I just, when you have the ball in Trey Young's hands to every single possession, you just have a pretty good shot of beating anybody at any time, right? I mean, it's kind of the same situation as Luca, but to a lesser extent. Where if he's really every single possession having the ball in his hands in the pick and roll, it's really, really hard to stop. Um, so you got a shot against anyone. Little side and, hands. Go, sorry, T. Go ahead, bro. I'll bring up my side. Well, I was just going to say, on, on that note, like the, the pick and roll, the Hornets game plan just didn't make any sense. Like they decided to double and they don't have the backside defenders that are athletic enough to, you know, read that second pass. And so all the, the Hawks were getting look after open look after open look. I just didn't think that, that the Hornets are the type of defense that can do that double top of the perimeter to trade. Yeah. That's a that's Hornets, a great point. Hornets need a big bad too, like a, a really badly. They need a big. 
Yeah, they, they've needed one for like five years. And it's funny because you literally have the players saying it. They're like, I, I, I've seen them quoted multiple times like, yeah, I feel like we're just a big away from being pretty damn good. And then you just make you it makes you wonder how, how like Miles feels when he when he reads shit like that. But it's true. It's true. And, and that's why I didn't really I didn't really like the, the Herald thing, because I, I felt like there were bigs available at the trade deadline, like multiple bigs um, and you, not even like star bigs where you had to, you know, empty the pockets for them. They go out, get Harold. Obviously, it was cheap, but just clearly did not solve their issues and t that was a great point you know they they chose their game plan was to trap trey and it basically led to four on three every single possession they couldn't rotate back fast enough and they got absolutely cooked uh a a team like the wolves are a team that can i think trap trey because they have super lanky uh quick defenders on the wing that can get there that's not what the hornets are like what are you going to leave pj washington doing that like kelly Oubre? yeah exactly um and it's it's really the same story uh, i think it just goes to show you you can have all the hoopers all the offensive of talent you want if you're not somewhat competent defensively in these level games like like these are where, when it really comes out um you're not going to win anything but let's let's transition that uh, obviously the hawks go and and play the Cavs, and we can talk about who we got there uh but let's just start with the Cavs nets uh basic from my point of view, uh, it was super interesting because you you see right off the bat, right? The, and me and Sarge were talking about it on the, the the like betting podcast. The Cavs had a great defense to start. And obviously, I think a lot of that's attributed to, you know, early in the season being having fresher legs and then Jared Allen and Mobley. Uh, but the defense hasn't really been there lately um, without Jared Allen. But you, you got to see just the level of hoopers that that katie and kyrie are and kyrie barely missed a shot katie had an easy you know 20 12 and whatever um and then bruce brown almost had a triple double and still they barely squeaked that one Uh, they won but they they, it wasn't like you know they they didn't run away with it the way they could have so i think we can get into the nets later but um how do you guys feel about the Cavs and the hawks um, and what were your your personally your biggest takeaways from that game moving forward? Because uh, I feel like the Nets are probably the most polarizing team. Obviously, the Ben Simmons thing is is huge um, and will help, obviously, if he comes back. But uh, I feel like you either really love the Nets or you don't. Um, and I don't think that game really calmed anything down for me in terms of how I view them. Yeah, I mean, that was just a ridiculous game. You have Kyrie Irving going 12 for 15 from the field. Kevin Durant went 9 for 15 or 9 for 16, I believe. Super efficient. Bruce Brown started off super hot. Just almost everything went right um, for, for the Brooklyn Nets to start that game. So, for me, it's they're going to get some uh, some difficult times against that Celtics defense. So, they have the players to get over it with with Kyrie Irving and, and, and Kevin Durant, but – just in terms of, of that last game um, against the Cavs, I thought the Cavs had a really good shot to win it. But when, when those guys are that efficient, it's just – like people aren't even talking about Garland. Garland had an insane game. He dropped like 35 in his first real playoff game on really good efficiency, passed the ball really well, and he doesn't even get any credit. So, yeah. I would I would be really interested to see what the uh, – 
what the shot quality score was in this game because like you I said that i have you do it. so well, well okay so when you say shot quality i literally followed an account called shot quality so it's it's mm-hmm. the it's this guy who started a couple of years ago it's it's bigger in college you know because right it's harder it, i feel like in the nba it's harder to quantify shot quality because some guys just take tough shots but they can definitely make them uh but but based on his analytics and again i don't have like the direct formula the nets quote should have won by 12 they got better shots consistently throughout the game um but again that's that's one person's take on it i don't know that that's the end all be all but it yeah. is to say that the nets got decent looks but again I, I don't think that this Cavs defense right now is you know the best version that we've seen bro it's the defense is fine i mean you the, the it, it was the you offense Karis, yeah you got Karis, the Lamar, offense. Chetty Osman, Lamar Stevens that's why I was wondering about the shot quality, not the the nets, like they're going to get theirs. But to me, it looked like, especially in the second quarter, the adjustments that they had made stopped Brooklyn defensively. Like Brooklyn had 10 points in the quarter up until like the last minute, but the Cavs just couldn't hit a shot. You know, like you had Okoro missing shots, Laurie missing shots, Jetty Osman missing shots that were makeable. Look, Garland had a couple makeable looks that just didn't go yeah. down. Um, so I'm surprised that the shot quality says that, but yeah, for me, more so than the defense, it's the offense. And that's been the problem, you know, really the last month and a half. Um, cause outside of Garland, they just don't have consistency anywhere. Mobley's not at that point yet where he's consistent enough. Karis, he's hot and he's cold, you know, Karis is so overrated. Karis LeVert is so overrated. Well, th- th- I mean, the thing that was frustrating about Karis last night was, I mean, they were talking about it on the broadcast. He got to the paint at will in the fourth quarter whenever he wanted to. Why didn't he do that the first three quarters? You know, he's taking just weird jump shots. Um, but, yeah, for me with the Cavs, like, it's the offense that is worrisome, especially going against this Atlanta team next. Yeah, no, I, I feel that. I guess for me, it was just so startling off the bat to see their defense and the level it was at that now that we're late in the season and it's nowhere near that, I guess that's what I've been focused on, but you guys are a hundred percent right. They, they battled, they battled. It wasn't like they weren't trying. <laughs> they were. And, and like you guys said, the, the nets had plenty of stretches where they struggled to score. Um, but when I, and T I'm, I'm interested to get your take on this too. I don't know about for you, but I've seen for sure. And I know Garland overall had a good game, but, some fatigue with with Darius where he's he's just been asked to do so much this year and even in the fourth he got him right back into it at the start of the fourth to the point where it's like I don't know like a four or five point game with six minutes left and from the six minute mark he almost like deferred to Rondo um, yeah because he just looked tired I mean it that's pretty much what it's been the last month for the Cavs like you would expect for a team that where they were at they were like the five seat as of like a month ago you would have hoped that they could have solidified that spot giving Garland some rest games and it wasn't like they weren't trying you know it wasn't like they were playing their guys heavy minutes like with the intention there was a game against the there was a game against the magic where Garland had to play 44 minutes on the road lost the game still it's just yeah, like you're you're looking at the lineups that they're putting out there when it's Garland, Lamar Stevens, Jetty Osman, Larry Markkinen, and Mobley. 
it's like that, that just that team can't compete. You know, well, I mean, it's we, there's no bench. They they legit don't have a bench outside of Kevin Love. Like there's not a single player that is a Teddy. Eastern Conference Finals player off the bench. There's not a single yeah. one. Or, yeah, no, I, I'd agree with you. I'd agree with you there. And I mean, uh, but, look at look if you look at this game too, the, the Cavs won every quarter outside of the first. They yeah, lost the first, they 40 got to 20 in the first, right? They got absolutely crushed and they won every quarter from there on out. It's just that first quarter that they couldn't figure things out on defense and they couldn't get anything to go in on offense that crushed them. Like dude, it, and that's like they kept it tight. It was a five-point game with a minute left. And in my opinion, Durant and Kyrie both had great games. Like Durant didn't drop forty, but he had eleven assists. You know, Kyrie was perfect from the field until the fourth quarter, and it was still a game. You know, yeah. so I, I don't know if that's cooler for the Cavs or just more worrisome for the Nets. It's definitely worrisome for the Nets. But let's before we jump into that series, let's go. Uh, let's just look ahead. Cavs, Cavs, Hawks. Who you got in Cleveland? And uh, if you have any intel on Jarrett, that'd be great because. it's I haven't really heard that much. I've heard he could, but, like, I don't know if he's 50-50, 25-75. It's a finger, too. I, I would I, think he could be out there. Like I, I saw before the game they were making reports that – so his, he was – they were showing him warming up and he looked good, and they said he's not going to get surgery on it to make it open that he comes back in the playoffs, but there's no timeline and they have no idea if he's going to play. Yesterday they Everything said Everything I've seen is, is 50-50. Yeah. Yeah, the good thing is, you know, with Jarrett missing this time, it, I feel like it's a little bit tougher with a guard, just like rhythm-wise. Like as a big, your job's a little bit more simpler. Um, and I think he'll he'll be huge for them uh, defensively. I can't see him – like I know T, I know they've been great at the Q, bro. I know they've been great at the No, I, I agree. They're, they don't win this but game without – But they don't win without I mean, it, Yeah. They're going to get mauled on the boards – I mean, yeah. even last night against a relatively undersized Brooklyn team, they, they had two, three possessions, and you just can't do that against these yeah. types of offenses that they're going against. I, I got the Haw- – as sad as it is to say, I, I got the Hawks if Jared Allen is not playing. If Jared Allen plays, I think it's it's more of a 50-50 toss-up. Uh, I, I probably take Cavs if Jared Allen plays, but that that's, that's, where how, I'm big, at. that's how big he is to me. It's hard to you out on that. Yeah, I think I'll, it's tough. I think this is a 50-50 game either way. If, if Allen plays, I give the edge to the Cavs for sure. Um, but for me, it's just them being at home um, in their defense. I think they figure out a way to to stop Trey, not necessarily stop him, but similar to what um, the Hornets did tonight, just make, make life tough on him, throw doubles at him, make other guys beat him. But yeah, I, I just like the Cavs at home with their defense. I love Darius. I love Mobley. Um and, and yeah, I do I, actually think the Cavs defense presents different challenges that, you know, obviously Charlotte just doesn't have, especially yeah. if Jared Allen plays. I wonder what the line is going to be on that game. Uh, it's, it might tell a lot about if Jared Allen is playing or not. It's strictly Allen-based, so I don't know if it's out yet. I would guess if Allen plays, I'd guess it's like Cavs minus two and a half. I'd guess if he doesn't, it'd probably be a pick him maybe Hawks minus one or two. But that's just – Pure speculation. Um, all right, so we got seven minutes before we take a quick break. Let's use that to talk about the uh, Clips-T-Wolves game. That was a super entertaining game. I felt like the Clips were in, in control for most of that game. Um, but then you see when you're playing at home, raucous crowd, and you want to run, it, it becomes really difficult to stop those runs. And the Clips couldn't couldn't really do that. What, what were your guys' main takeaways from that? 
Um, and how do you feel about the Clips potentially matching <clears throat> up with, with either of these two teams in, in the Spurs or Pels? For me, the, the game went exactly how I thought it was going to go. I mean, that you, you have to assume that Minnesota crowd was going to be fucking crazy, and it was. It was. And they have a bunch of players that feed off of that, you know, namely Patrick Beverly, Patrick but Beverly. Anthony Edwards as well. Um, the T-Wolves just fly all over the floor, and so did the Clippers. It was a super entertaining matchup. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, this – it was crazy that they did what they did without Cat. I was going to say, can we talk about Cat? Can we talk about Cat? Dude, what is going on with that guy? He what was like deal? on the sidelines, too. I, I it's okay to have like, a bad game. The guy was the biggest baby, bro. Like, Dude, he was like fucking Harden out there. You got, and, and the thing is, too, like, I've, I've seen plenty of times where obviously refs make mistakes. I thought he deserved almost every single one of those. There's one time he Dude, went the last right one. through. <laughs> And got a charge, and it was like, that is so obviously a charge. And then one of them, he was, was a double a charge on Paul George when Paul clearly had the ball. It was just like, and that's always been my thing is the guy's so, so physically gifted, but like the mental side is like, and I do think it matters. Like Chuck's all acting like it doesn't matter. I, I think the mental side, the leadership side, especially when you're playing with the best supers in the world and the margins are, are this small, absolutely matter. And that wasn't really a great, first step in the right direction obviously it's one game um but i was i was bummed to see the the performance is one thing but the reaction to the performance was asked to me first yeah the minnesota is lucky they have really good bench pieces too Jaden mcdaniels nazareed and uh, there's some dogs on defense on the wing yeah vanda yeah vanda's been a dog all year even next to towns um just an absolute dog and he doesn't step out of his role that's what's so big about him like yeah. he only took two shots in that game he doesn't care because his job is to grab board yeah, that's not his job exactly. i um, can't so, get over how bad cat was like that i know we're talking about it but i'm just like thinking back to the game it wasn't even the foul there was no, it was the turnovers yeah there was no was, feel like it, it was it, the it, he was forcing it, he was yeah. forcing it instead of letting the game come to him exactly and it's interesting because I feel like Cat plays a super finesse brand of basketball. You know, he kind, he kind of plays on the perimeter. He does the pump fake thing, and he's nimble enough to, to drive to the paint. But that's not really what the playoffs is, you know. It's kind of like bodies are banging. You have to control your emotion and make the right reads. And that's never been something he's had to do or been particularly good at. So it's not totally shocking that the game went the way that it did for him. Yeah. I mean – I was I was not expecting it to go that poorly, but yeah, that that's what. And I was telling talking to Chuck about it before. Like this is, it's not all his fault that he's only been to one playoffs. Um, but I do think he's he's got a lot of room for improvement on the intangibles and the the mental side of things. And I mean, we saw it yesterday, like you said, he did not let the game come to him at all. It was like I'm going to do this. I'm making up my mind, and fuck everyone else. And it it didn't go well. And luckily, he had some and. Dog, everyone else played uh, great, great basketball. D'Lo, Ant, Bev, Vando, Jaden, uh, Nas hit a big shot. Like they Dude, picked them the, up. The biggest, the biggest shot of the night might have been that uh, that Malik Beasley Malik corner Beasley. three ball to end the yeah. third. That thing was a frozen rope. Love seeing huge. Malik succeed. He's so disrespected by you guys. Um, all right, real quick before we uh, before we take a break. Call it on air. You got Pels or Spurs today? I got Spurs. Is the game started? 12-8. Yeah, it's basically 
Great tie to hell. Basically, I got tired. pals. I got pals. I got, I got Wait, pals. Wait, re- real quick. Real I'm in the dude. I'm in the minority, bro. No one is taking the Spurs. I'm like the only one on Spurs. Um, we just gotta give D'Lo his flowers, bro. Talk about a guy that just gets shit on nonstop by the public. I'm not sure if you guys caught his post game interview, but that dude just looks like he's matured so much from the point that he, he, even when he was on Brooklyn. Like, he just looks like a real true leader in the way that he handled that post-game interview. He hits the big shot. Um, he handled things when Cat left the game, just kind of getting everybody together. I respect that call, T. I'm I wouldn't have done it. Him. I wouldn't have done it, but I respect that call, and and I agree. He's come a long way. He still's got plenty of, uh, of flaws, but from the leadership perspective and, and whatever, you know, his strengths – He's been great. And I think yeah, in, uh, I mean, the regular season, too, Not it wasn't even just this game, you know? Like, I, I think he's really been a, a huge leadership uh, and leader for them. And, and everybody kept referencing, like, P-Bev as the guy that kind of changed the culture. But, like, I don't know, man. Like, that's kind of underselling D-Lo. Like, I, I think that set aside, like, his game and super inconsistent shooting, but, like, He's kind of stabilized things a little bit, and and I appreciate and I'm happy for him that he hit the big shot yesterday. For sure, I've always liked Dila. I don't think he fit the best in Golden State, but Minnesota is definitely uh, probably the best place he could have landed. And looks like things are are going well. I I don't know about you guys. Uh, it's not the West Pod, but I think I think I got Grizzlies in like six, but. It's a good – and this is what we talked about, T, again. I'm not saying that this proves they shouldn't have tanked because I definitely get your aspect. I, I get what yeah, people are saying. you're right. But this is – I think this is what they were looking for, you know, this type of shift in mentality where it's like just forget about the draft picks. Let's, let's do the best with what we got. And uh, I think it's it's been a good first year for them, like first real year for them. Mm-hmm. All right. We got to take a quick break, and then uh, we'll be back. We'll get into the series. Back. Uh, let's get into let's just get into Boston, uh, Brooklyn. Um, I, and before we even do that, I, I want to get your guys's take on just how it even went down because we flashed or flash we rewind like three four days ago. Boston uh, or Milwaukee lost. Boston was in Memphis. Memphis sat basically all their starters. I think like DeAnthony Melton and whatever Kyle Anderson was getting some run. Shout out Tyler. Um, but they they clearly were were sitting there, guys. And Boston had every opportunity to do that. Um, and I think if they, lo- I don't know exactly how it would have went. It was a crazy like six level tiebreaker shit with with Philly, Boston, and, and Milwaukee. But I think if they lost, they would have been four, uh, three or four. They win, took care of business, won up by like 20. And their reward for that is Brooklyn in the first round. And then if they get past Brooklyn, it's Milwaukee. Now, the the most interesting part is we don't apparently some of their players aren't vaxxed. Um, and it's funny because Kyrie's in the news for you know the whole year. The Celtics, like, we don't even know. Like, they haven't even let us know who it is. Um, and I, I think some might say it would have been to avoid Toronto. But instead, now they get Brooklyn and uh, Milwaukee if they even make it out. What What do you guys make of that? Because, um, T, I know you've talked about just with, like, tanking and improving draft odds. It would have been very, very easy for them to just rest their guys. And uh, I don't know, if they're the three seed, be playing the, the Bulls? Chicago? Like, 
yeah, I, like, why do you think it was Toronto related? Is it just a mindset of, you know, we we don't worry about all that stuff. We just play. Like, what? What? No, that no. I, 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 don't, yeah. I don't know what's going on there because it would have been very very easy. This is as tough of a road as you can take. You know, Brooklyn and, and Milwaukee first two rounds. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm pretty sure it was. Is it Al Horford and and JB that we don't know confirmed? their vaccination status? Yeah, I haven't been able to like. I've heard rumors, but I, I don't know for sure. But that would make sense. JB makes sense. I don't. I guess. I mean, I don't know any of them personally, but JB to me would make sense. I don't know why I wouldn't. It's gotta be JB, dude. Him and Kyrie are the same in like their whole mindset. Yeah, I, I don't know. I. I don't really think Boston gives a shit, dude. They've been the best team in the league outside of Phoenix since the new year, if not before that. Yeah. I think they're up for this challenge. I, I'm i stoked to watch it. Obviously, Kyrie and KD, they're going to be menaces all series. But I feel good about Boston. They've been so, dynamite. So here's the thing, because I'm with you, T. Boston's just a clearly better basketball team. And I think last night even highlighted that a little bit more. And Sarge, I know you're on board because I've I've been feeling some hate for, for Brooklyn for, you know, even the past two. Not hate, but you you haven't been super high on Brooklyn either. Um, but then we get to, again, like, is Bob, is Time Lord coming back? Because that absolutely matters. And is Ben Simmons coming back? And do we know with both of those guys what's going on? Ben Simmons is not playing. Ben Simmons sure. is doing one on zero work right now, and he's not even sprinting. It, it would have to be some miraculous recovery for he's not playing in the series. But Time Lord, I did I did read something today that they were like potentially we're not going to rule it out. Maybe by the middle of the series, see how things are going. Yeah, I, mean, I was telling I mean, he's been doing two days since. Bro. Since he got hurt, the day he had Woj, surgery and he was doing two days. Woj said today on NBA Countdown that there is a real, very real possibility that he plays in this series. Uh, Bob? The whole series. Bob? Yeah, Bob that? Williams. Yeah. It, it's tough for me to see just because he's been an injury-prone guy in the past, and he just tore his MCL and surgery on it. But, I mean, if Woj says there's a very real possibility, I think you see – Robert Williams at some point in the series and if they get Robert Williams back and he's 90% healthy or more I, I just I think it's going to be really really tough for Brooklyn to beat him I mean they do have KD they do have Kyrie but after that dude it, it's Bruce Brown taking 19 shots a game Seth Curry went 0 for 4 people aren't going to talk about it he had zero points he was, bad. Game. He was essentially uninvolved he was essentially hurt. uninvolved in that last game um sure he's hurt whatever it is but no, i'm just letting people know like his ankles hurt. i just but i agree but he even was. even prior to that dude like he's still finding his way in in the offense like, yeah. like i i agree i that's a real concern for brooklyn no yeah i mean end of the day you have uh you have katie and Kyrie, and jb and jt but i think the oh. difference from katie and Kyrie over jb and jt is not as big as the difference between the supporting cast, like the, the supporting cast for the Celtics is just miles better. Um, yep. The defense is miles on upon miles better. Um, and I, I was talking about it in chat. I really do think this is Jay. I don't know if they're going to win a title, uh, but I really do think JB and, and JT are, are ready to go. Like, I, I think this is their breakout onto the scene year. And, and it sucks that, 
it, it's lined up with the Nets and the Bucks. Because I'm not, I'm honestly not worried about the Nets. Like I, I it's I the Bucks. Think, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, the, I, I, Boston's gonna win this series if Ben Simmons doesn't play. I don't know. I don't know if it's gonna be in six or seven or. Nah, I'm not gonna get disrespectful. It's not gonna be five, but Boston's gonna win this series. You, do you guys? Are we on the same page? I, I got Boston in seven just to be safe. Um, I, I, I hate saying Boston in six because I think if it goes back to Brooklyn for a game six, I think you get a KD performance for the ages yeah. and wills them into a win and then back at home, game seven, I think. Dude, for, we uh, saw, yeah, we saw it last year. It was it was KD and James Harden with one hamstring, and they, they almost beat the champs. So that's just what, right, like – you see the game slows down, it slows down, and it really – and a lot of these games towards the end, it just comes down to who can make tough shots. Like, who who is better at making tough shots? And, and KD and Kyrie are the goats at that. Um, but I, I do think that overall, the, the just le- the difference level between the, the depth is going to give Boston a, an upper hand for sure. But if Bob Mill- Williams misses the first two or three, I wouldn't be sh- – yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think I go Boston and seven. I think I go Boston seven, but they are, again, it's just the contrast between KD and Kyrie versus the depth of, of the Celtics. And it's, again, it's not like JB and JT are, are slouches in any way either. I mean, it's, it's not like, obviously time Lord's a huge part of their defense, but their defense has still been a top three defense since he's gone down. Like, <clears throat> And talking about when the game gets slowed down, obviously Kyrie and KD are elite shot makers, but dude, I mean, the the defense is still incredible. They have home court advantage. I think it probably does go six or seven. I think Sarge, you're probably right. It goes to game six. They'll win that game. But yeah, yeah, I feel good about Boston. Feel good about the depth. And what a turnaround. It's just so shaky right now. You know, like Boston, Ime just, Ime. Let's give him his flowers too. We're just giving flowers this podcast. Like it's it was not a, a great start. It was pretty rocky. You got a bunch of young guys that easily could have, you know, soured. And they just I don't even really know. I maybe it was a play. I, I vaguely remember some players only meeting. I don't know that that was the exact like reason, but like the defense is unbelievable. And uh, I think Ime's a great coach too. Like he mixes lineups perfectly. JT and JB, one of those two was always on the floor. Um, and the the issue had always been, like, you know, bad shots. And, and JT and JB are still going to take a couple here and there that you probably say, uh, we probably could have gotten something better. But overall, they're just clicking. They all know their roles. Like like you like you said with Vanda, like, every single guy on this, on this Celtics team knows their role. And then they got two elite bucket getters with a great defense. It's just a recipe for success. And I, I don't know about you guys. I, I think they are a, a legit, like, contender. I, I think outside of the Bucks, I know they're – yeah, I, I think outside of the Bucks is probably my favorite team. Um, and, T, I saw your prediction, so I, I'm very curious to get to that one team. But, um, yeah, I'm all in on the Celtics, bro, this year. Yeah, and, dude, totally I think it, it's just a, the team has bought into Ime Doka, right? <laughs> I mean, with Brad Stevens – you heard it all the time. You know, players really don't didn't like him that much. They didn't vibe no. with him. We literally he had the inside players. source saying that they just hundred percent. Yeah, like he was smarter, but like he didn't connect with them. Like they literally you said, at, "You look at Ime's background. I mean, the dude coach at the Olympics under Greg Popovich for Team USA. 
and basically took everything he learned there, took it to the Celtics, and kind of has the same sort of philosophy as Pop. Like, no BS, play hard, play defense, and buy into your teammates. That's how we play. And it's worked really, really well, especially in the second and half. Ba- Once- Dude, in ball movement, that's the other thing that I've noticed that's so different about Boston. Since they inserted Smart as the full-time point guard, they got rid of Schroeder, the ball movement is insane. Yeah. Just whipping, and it's like that's what kind of reminds me of the Spurs, along with the defense. It's just like the yeah. shot quality that they have is crazy from where it was at the first part of the year. Yeah, um, and it's funny, right? Like we even coming into this year, it was like, should they break up JB and JT? And I think we're all all we're all kind of on the same page. Like, no, hell like, no, you don't get these guys guys like this very often. You got two of them on the same team. Neither of them, like both of them maybe take tough shots at times, but they're not selfish players. Um, all you got to do is get the right environment around these two, and, and you've seen it. And uh, I don't know that I have a perfect comparison. And there are a lot of young cores that, uh, you know, have potential. But I, I just think this is really kind of a start with with the Celtics where they're going to – I don't know they'll be the number one seed, but they're going to be a problem for the, for the next couple of years. They got the coach for it. They got the role players for it. They got their studs and everyone's bought in. This this seems dangerous, bro. I cannot wait. I know we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but Boston-Milwaukee is going to be an unbelievable series. An absolutely unbelievable series. I think, honestly, too, I think three of us are in the minority. I think most people you ask will have Brooklyn in that series. I really do. That's, a, that's an interesting uh, – yeah, I, I mean, my group chat – but, you know, people are just so quick to react. Like, my group chat from home – after the Nets were up at the first quarter, like, oh, the Nets are going to kill the Celtics. And I'm like, guys, like, you, you have a whole year of data. Like, the Celtics team is much better. But, I, yeah, you definitely have plenty of people that are on the Nets. I know San Jules on the Nets. Um, I do. It, I, it's, to me, it, it's just a name brand thing. Like, oh, they have KD, they have Kyrie, for sure they're going to win that series, you know? They like matter. The, I, they matter. They like, do. Of course they matter. But the, the quality of depth and the quality of defense that, that Boston has, it, it, it just doesn't even compare. Like, yeah. Kyrie is not going to have a 12 for 12. Against- yeah. No, I'm with you guys. Um, sorry, I think my internet's a little shaky. We, we good? Yeah, I'm good. You guys hear me? See me? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you guys want to go? Series-wise. What's the uh, – Because this was the most Milwaukee. interesting one. Let's go Milwaukee Bulls since we were talking about Milwaukee a okay. little bit. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> I, I I just have trouble <laughs> – I, I have trouble. Be quick. This. How much of a deep diver are we going to do this one? Yeah, I was going to say. I just think it's Milwaukee in five at most for me. At best. And, and yeah. you know, the the Bulls, like, I, I don't know if you guys remember coming into the year, I was like, I, I didn't think the Bulls were necessarily going to miss the playoffs, but I, everyone was sucking them off. Um, and I, I wasn't quite ready to, to get to that level. And then they come out and I was like, oh, shit, like, I'm kind of looking <laughs> foolish. I'm, I'm kind of looking foolish. And I know that's a crazy shot by CJ. Um, but then I feel obviously the Lonzo ball injury hurt. And, and honestly, they, they, they've had plenty of injuries. Zach Levine hasn't been healthy. Uh, a ton of guys have missed, but so many teams have, have dealt with injuries. And I think they've really kind of regressed to, I don't know if it was even like a, 
they came in and were just ran out of gas thing. But I, I just think the way they play basketball, the defensive limitations that they have with their personnel, and even the way they score offensively, where it's just really it's it's just being reliant on DeMar and Levine to bail you out. It was gonna catch up to them eventually. This I, I can't remember a, a worse second half from like a quote elite team uh in recent memory where I mean, I know they had injury problems. I know Lonzo wasn't there, but Levine and DeMar played most of those games. Vooch played most of those games, and they just they couldn't defend anybody. And then even offensively, they've slowed down. That game where I, I don't know exactly what was at stake for them. I think there was still possible for them to move up. But the game against Charlotte where it was like, all right, let's go get this. It was awful loss, and they just got 30-piece at home was just, to me, an indicator of, you know, where they're at. I think the Bucs are, are coming into this very calm, cool, collected. They know what they have to do. They know the task. And, and you've just gotten a great vibe from them all year. I think this is going to get ugly. Have either of you checked the odds on that series? Yes. Dude, Milwaukee's minus 1,200 for the series. Think, as they <laughs> like, should do, There's no one else that's this over This is the like largest gap in the series to me. Maybe, yeah. maybe like, no, nah, not even Clippers Suns. Like, this is the largest gap to me. Yeah, this is going to be – I'm telling you, it's either going to be a sweep or a five. Yeah. Who's uh, who's Drew going to guard, do you guys think? <laughs> the, the, the water boy? <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I would guess – I would guess he'll probably start off on Levine. I think he'll, he'll start off on Levine, but, I mean, you see a lot of times, like, He'll just go to whoever's the hottest guy. I wouldn't be surprised if DeMar gets cooking and he gets switched off there. But I don't even think it's going to matter, bro. No. Mm -hmm. No. It's going to be a massacre. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a massacre. I mean, I'll I'll give you some quick numbers. Please. It's more more than the second half of the season. In the last 50 games, the Bulls are four games under five hundred. Like their, their record is four games under 500. They had a crazy start to the season, but they've been a pretty shit team the majority of the season. Of course, they've dealt with injuries. Where do you think that their defensive rating ranks in the last 50 games? 26. Probably really bad. I would say bottom five. They're sandwiched they're 27th, sandwiched between Sacramento and Portland. Oh, my God, dude. They are going to get smoked. Like yeah. I, I think a sweep is a real possibility. Yep. And, and like, uh, again, we're just shitting on the Bulls, but like. It's sad, though, man. Yeah, like, the, the Bulls, they, they, they went all in. Obviously, they've dealt with injuries, but everybody deals with injuries. It's just sad. And like, the, the, the Vucevic thing has just been terrible. It's been an awful experiment. I could have told you that. Like, there's, <laughs> there's guys who are good at getting stats in NBA game or even above average offensive players. But if you can't defend, the paint consistently it just gives it all back especially in these games like it's if Vooch is your center you got to have a very specifically constructed team around him if you're going to be good like the fact that they even have you know two all-stars in Damar and Levine and still like 27th in the league it's they have no bench too dude the Bulls have zero bench without Caruso dude it's it's yeah. legitimately well they lost Jarek Jones Jr. too for the year but they P. it's Willie? gonna be what's his name P Willie is P, P. Willie's back Kobe. right yeah 
Kobe White. I O. Well, I guess I, I you know, it, It's it's bad. They're they're gonna get smoked in this series. It, uh, assuming that that Milwaukee's locked in like they should be, this should this should honestly be a sweep. Like Chicago's been bad for a long, long time. Yeah. Uh, completely. Unfortunately, bad. and it's the playoffs. Like you know, I, I'd like to think that you know being in the playoffs kind of elevates some of these teams, but I mean, there's just too much data on this Bulls team for for too long. Well, they're ten point underdogs in the first game. Like that is. I don't think people realize that is insane for a three versus six matchup in the first round. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. We we don't really have to spend too much more time. It's gonna be tough, and I it's, did. it's tough with the way they really started bad. the year. Um, because they they showed a lot of promise, and Demar who had Demar and Levine who had been just huge negative de- defenders, suddenly they had like an okay defense, and then it just they got regressed back to the, to the mean. So. Uh, should be over pretty short and sweet. Bucks will have some rest for Boston while uh, the Celtics slug it out with the Nets. But yeah, gonna, gonna be tough for the Bulls, and even more so, just makes it a little weird to me that Boston did not just choose to start, you know, Peyton Pritchard and Sam Hauser and, and all those guys and go play the Bulls first round. Um, but you know, here we are, and I respect it, I respect it honestly, but um. Let's move. Let's move to the Rap Sixers because I think this is. I know Nets Celtics is going to be amazing, but this is this is right, right there with them. Um, T. I'm I'm just going to give you the floor because I know you've watched. I've watched almost every Sixers game, but I know you have too. Uh, what What's the pulse check for for you on this one? Is it, you know, just your thoughts in general? Where are you at on this one? Dude, I, I think that Toronto has, you know, deservedly so become the popular, sexy, upset pick in this round. Everybody loves their switchable defense. I get it. I get it. We love Siakam. We love Freddie. That's great. What did we talk about when we did the trade deadline podcast? That they don't fucking have a big that's going to be able to defend a guy like Embiid in the playoffs. That was Chris my one Boucher. <laughs> That was that was my one concern about Toronto. If you remember me saying it, I was like, "Who are they gonna Who are they gonna put on MB? Is it gonna be Ken Birch? Is it gonna be Scotty Barnes?" No, well, and I, I, I agree. I think it'll be Pascal. No joke. Okay, but it's real quick, fell out. Real quick, guys. I I don't think there's any way. Like I I I did some reading, and Joel's literally said it before. Like Toronto is the one team that doesn't let me have the the ball in my hands like I, I just don't think he's going to consistently ever see one-on-one cover. like I, I don't think he, he'll see one, one-on-one coverage once um, I've seen so far at this point Precious is the guy that's guarded him the most um, he's been the quote primary defender but Nick Nurse is the, I love Nick Nurse if you guys are not he's a, a god huge, I have a huge boner for Nick Nurse it's not just offense but defensively like he's just a mastermind at making it very, very tough on the best players and communicating it to his team in ways that are, are easy for them to, you know, get on the same page. Like it, it's so easy to just say double and then, okay, then Joel passes it a wide open guy, but they are great at rotating out of these doubles. Um, and I, I agree. There's no one, no one in general, no one can guard Joel Embiid, but I honestly think that Nick Nurse's 
acumen as a head coach is going to be able to make up for a lot of what they lack in one-on-one coverage. Um, And it'll just – I really think that the game plan – and this isn't even a hot take, but I I think the game plan is make someone else beat us. And if they do, all right. But, like, if they single coverage well and beat, it's it's not going to be pretty. And this is going to sound crazy, bro. I legit think they're not scared of James Harden. I really don't. I think – that, Cause that's a whole like, another bat bag to unpack. But T, did you have something on the on the Joel? Well, you, you were just talking about uh, make someone else beat you. Like this Sixers team now that Simmons is not there, they are depending on who's in there. If it's Matisse or if it's Danny Green, they do finally have shooters that can punish if they double. Uh, you know, whether it be Maxi, Tobias, Danny, 100%. Harden, but. Like that's they, what I'm they have saying. guys that can punish if you double. Uh, completely agree. But what I'm saying is I, I think the Raptors are really good where it's, it's not as straightforward as two on Embiid, Embiid hits the wide open guy and it's a shot. It's really being locked in. And, and I want to – I've been even watching some tape on what they did to Trey where they doubled him. But unlike Charlotte, the rotations were tight and, and they were be able to recover out of that. And mm-hmm. – I think they'll be able to do a similar thing against Philly. Now, Sarge, you brought up James. Uh, I, I think it's huge. Uh, it, it's crazy. I, I Again, this is – I don't know him personally, but it seems like a guy who's to this point – again, obviously worked very hard growing up. I'm not saying he's not a hard worker, but to this point has had so much talent and gotten to a point where he almost felt like invincible, where he didn't have to put in that extra work. And you hear stories about him – you know, staying out late with little baby, which, you know, one or two nights doesn't, it's not a big deal, but if this is a consistent, like, all right, I come and I play and I go to practice. And then outside of that, I'm doing my own thing. I think it's somewhat catching up to him because he, he, uh, maybe it's an injury, but he's not who he was two years ago. Like, and he's not, I don't know if he has an injury, but like, he's just plain and simple. It's not who he was. And I know he's not, getting the same amount of shots and usage that he had in Houston and you could say whatever you want about rhythm and whatever, but just not who he was. How, how concerned are you about that? But whoever wants to jump in on that can. Yeah. I mean, dude, if you just, if if you just go back and look at Harden's last few games and the year, the dude, I mean, first of all, he's shooting 40% from the field this year, just in general on both sides. Right. Um, And if you look at some of the game logs, just from his Philly games, I mean, the dude is not efficient whatsoever. Like, three for 12 in the field, four for 13, four for 15. Like, the guy just uh, – he almost looks lackadaisical out there. For me, in terms of this matchup, I think if there's one team that can do it to to to, to Philadelphia in the first round, it's going to be Toronto. Like, I, I just I, think I the, just, the coaching staff did – like, I, I legitimately – and it sounds funny to say this because every – all these guys are, you know, professional coaches – I, I just think the coaching staff is so much better out in Toronto. I 100%. think they put I mean, their, their guys in a position to win much better than, than the Philly the Philly staff. They played four times this year, right? One yeah. game Embiid didn't play. But Toronto took three out of four. One game Fred did that last game. They beat Philly. And Fred Fred didn't play. OG didn't play. Um, so, T, I get it. Like, it is kind of becoming that – Oh, that underdog sexy pick, but I, I think there's some validity behind it with what Nurse is going to do. And, and 
James just not being James. I know think- who you got. I think T's got the Sixers. T, you can clear that up though. Go ahead. The floor is yours. Wait, did, did you say me or Caleb? Uh, Caleb, who do you, do you have? Yeah. Oh, me? Yeah. Uh, I was still contemplating personally, but if you're going to put me on the spot, I, I think I go I, – I think the Raps have a legit shot. Like, I, I think it's 50-50, and for the sake of just mixing it up, I, I'll go Raptors in seven. Um, But I, to me, it's, it's pretty close to 50-50, maybe slightly Philly's way, but – I think Toronto very much has a chance to win this game. And again, it's purely not all of it, but it's a lot of it is just the coaching staff. Like I, I, I've seen Doc so many, I know. And a lot of people like to just gang up and shit on, on coaches, but I, I do think we have plenty of data of, of Doc Rivers not being the best coach um, in multiple different situations. And uh, I don't have that concern at all about Nick Nish. Did you guys see what Thad Young said? Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was today let me pull it up on twitter basically he was like when he came to toronto and he got his first scouting report he was like literally i was like oh shit like, this is the craziest scouting report i've ever seen i've never been on a team this detail oriented um and just has everyone's tendencies clearly communicated like this is just different level of, of coaching something i've never seen and you know I, I've had a huge boner for the way that the Raptors run their stuff for a while. And uh, I think it's the perfect just talent and stars versus coaching and, and guys who probably play a little bit better together as a group. And, and we'll see how, how it shakes and Ty, out. Ty has, Ty has sixers and five. No, that's why I I want, yeah. the floor is ties. Ty can fire. Yeah, it all so I, I think that the point that you guys are making about the coaching staff i mean if philly's gonna lose this series i i feel like it's gonna be on the coaching staff it's gonna be on the sidelines I, i'm not sure i i don't love trusting doc rivers to win a series in five it doesn't feel great but <laughs> just seeing what the sixers have done to teams to be able to just dismantle them on the offensive end with Embiid, i just feel good about it uh maybe some of it's just a gut feel but you guys know i'm a numbers guy and the numbers back up what my gut is about how good their starting lineup has been since Harden has been there. I think that the, the general thought has been so pessimistic about Harden that it's almost, it's almost on too far in the other direction where it's like, even though he's not shooting to the level he was before the way he affects the game for his teammates in terms of getting looks for his good shooters is something that Philly didn't have before and it does it does bear out it does bear out in the numbers philly's best lineup the entire season harden maxi matisse tobias and joel have a net rating of 20.3 it's in the 99th percentile they're starting lineup so here's my counter t and i when i say counter i don't even i'm not here to say that lineup's overrated. I'm not here to say that. That's a really good lineup. But first, just obvious, get it out the way. Matisse not there in Toronto, right? Only three games. But I think the way the James Harden thing went is very interesting because he came in and you had the honeymoon phase, right? And it was it was really good. Like, uh, those first three games were disgusting. They were scoring 130 with ease. But then 
I just wonder how much of that number is buoyed by pretty soft, a pretty decently soft schedule. Like if you look since the trade, when they played Miami, they lost. When they played Brooklyn, they lost. When they played Denver, they lost. When they played Toronto, Phoenix, Milwaukee, they lost. And their wins, and this is just March and April, but their wins were the Knicks, Cavs, Bulls, Magic, Cavs. Dallas was a good one. Dallas was a good one. Lakers, Clippers, and then April, it was just they played all the bottom feeders, Indy twice, uh, Detroit, Charlotte. I just wonder how much of the those amazing numbers are a result of, you know, a couple really, really crazy games against mad defenses in the towards the end of the regular season. And this will be this will be the test. This will be the test. How concerned are you about Matisse missing um, the games in Toronto? I definitely think it's concerning. I mean, he, he's their he's their best best perimeter defender. He puts them in a really shitty spot. I wonder if Philly knew about it at the deadline. I mean, because that's something where you know maybe maybe Maury makes a you know secondary or tertiary move to get another defender in there. No, he I got mean, DeAndre Jordan. His team. <laughs> Did you hear Doc Dude. defending DeAndre Jordan the other day, by the way? Dude, I, yeah, I saw ridiculous. videos on it. I was like, I'm not even going to listen to this whole shit. <laughs> he went off on a reporter who was shitting on DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> like, well, well, what were his points? Just, he was saying, would we need another big when Joel is not in there? DeAndre Jordan is the best possible guy we could have in there if it's not. <laughs> he's like, you sure you don't want to go with a small lineup? He goes, no, we have ago. to play big. We play big. That's what he was saying, basically. Yeah. Dude, I, I'm just I, – I, I get yeah, the Harden thing. I get the basket. Matisse thing. I just feel like the way that Maxi and the way that Tobias have played since – There's the first Since Maxie. Harden came. Dude, why, Dude. why haven't you talked – because he is huge. huge. Maxi's offensive numbers, at least from a shooting field goal percentage – Wise is in the 94th percentile since the Harden trade. He's shooting his effective field goal percentage is 62%. It was 55 before Harden came. Same thing with Tobias, like a 7% jump since he's next to Harden. I just feel like they will – I get the Raptors' defense. I just feel like they'll be able to generate enough good looks from the perimeter along with what Embiid can bring to be able to finish off the Raptors. I get it, but five I – th- I don't get how you only are giving Toronto one game. Because the, I think T just has it's the just old- it, it's just a gut feel. It's just a gut feel. I, I I feel really good about Philly. I know they did slot a little bit. They didn't win those big games, but in those big games, I mean, it wasn't like they were getting blown out. Like the Milwaukee thing could have gone either way. The Denver thing could have gone either way. Um, you know, I I it's just a gut thing more than anything. Yeah. I I just I felt good about Philly all year long, and Bede's been, you know first, second, or third best player in the league all season. Um, just feel good about it. Maybe, maybe, maybe it goes six. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think – uh, I said it. I, I got to hold on to it. Yeah, no, completely. And, and Philly's the better the better team by far basketball-wise. Uh, but I, I just think a lot of what they do during the regular season is Joel Embiid-based. Like, I'm not saying it's all him, but it starts and goes with him. Um, he takes pressure off of Maxi. He takes pressure off of Harden. And we'll see. Like, we're not that far removed from, you know, that 20, 18? Seven, 
18, 17. He had a game against the Raps where he did not score. Nick Nurse held Joel Embiid scoreless. And obviously, we're here four years later, and he's much better. Um, but I, I think it's going to be a very, very fun game of cat and mouse. And I, if they take – again, you're never going to fully neutralize Embiid. But with, if they take him out and they say, James Harden, you come beat us. James Harden's very good at, at creating for others. I don't know that he's – gonna be able to score and, and i i love that like so you you think the you think the version that, that we saw of harden the two year the the harden that we know is gone you, you think that at this point I in time so. i'm not saying he I couldn't be so. back i i think he could come back but at this very point in time it's gone yeah it's the gone. confidence yeah, it's odd, is gone for sure the, as a score yeah and, and that's the thing you need the confidence as a score that just helps you as a creator because if people are just sitting on you creating, it's a lot harder to create. But if you have to respect you as a scorer, then that's okay. And then you're overcommitting. Then you're, boom, you're creating very easily for others. But I, I just don't I, – I don't have a lot of confidence in, in James Harden right now. I have great – I have a lot of confidence in Tyrese Maxey and Matisse Thibel in, in their roles. But Tobias Harris and James Harden are cool. – uh, Tobias is just the slowest processor ever. He, there's going to be so many times where Tobias Harris is put in a spot, a very like advantageous spot because of how they're playing Joel, and he'll find ways to just not take advantage of it. That's another. You know what he's, yeah, no, he's going to have a wide open three, and and, and instead <laughs> take three dribbles in and take a, a, a <laughs> take a two. sixty footer back rim. <laughs> yeah, that's going to happen at least ten times. And T he's seen it. T has definitely seen it. The no, it, it's miserable, but it, it, it has honestly gotten a lot better. It was yeah. way worse, way worse earlier in the season. Yeah. Um, you know what I think is one more interesting narrative before we move on? Yeah. The Toronto Raptors have been playing their dudes 42 minutes a game all season long. So these dudes are ready to come in and play 42 minutes, 44 minutes a game in a seven-game series. On the other side of things with Philly, Joel Embiid and James Harden don't play more than like 35 minutes a game in the regular season. And I think they're going to have to go a couple extra minutes. Yeah. Those aren't the guys you really think of of, as cardio guys, Joel and James. Yeah. And I think fatigue. (laughs) Especially not James. (laughs) (laughs) The other other thing from Philly is that their bench has just been underwhelming since the trade. And if Niang does, it's crazy. If Niang can't go, it's a big deal. Like, I, I think Yang is questionable going into the series. If he can't go, it's a pretty massive deal. I know Shake's kind of been getting his groove back a little bit, but their bench is thin. It's yeah. super thin. Yeah. And last, I'll, I'll add my last point, too. Um, we talk about, you know, them not having one-on-one guys for Joel, but, like, when you just talk about length, like, they have so – obviously, Pascal one-on-one is going to have trouble. OG one-on-one, Boucher. But when you have length like they do with Pascal, OG, Boucher, uh, fucking... Junior's a uh, dog on defense. Yeah. Um, Precious also and uh, Kem. Like, it's not like they don't have fun, talented, long defenders that Nurse can use. Like, the, the passing lanes, like, I, I just think Nurse, ha- with, with the brain that he has, he has the tools he needs to make it very hard on Joel. Um, and, and you just, they're just such a well-run organization, bro. They've been here. They, they like you T 
T, to your point, back with the Timberwolves, I, and again, I think it was different for the Timberwolves because they didn't have the culture established. But you saw it, the Raptors, instead of saying, all right, we could battle for a play, and they said, fuck it, let's tank, go get the – I didn't even mention Scotty Barnes on D2, but they said, fuck it, let's tank. They get the fourth pick, they get Scotty Barnes, and that's a huge piece for them. So it, it can go – Home run. Ways. Huh? I was just saying that's a home run pick uh-huh. for how, the, the way exactly. that organization one bad One bad year, they could withstand that because they already were a good organization. They have that culture in place. Yeah, it's Scotty Barnes. Uh, I, I think this is going seven. It's – I think after talking about it with you guys, I think this is probably the one I'm most interested in. Um, and it's just going to be, you know, how good can Joel Embiid be in my eyes? Can he elevate this team over whatever bullshit Nick Nurse throws at him? Um, because it, that's another thing. They don't – it's not like they are a chem – like they haven't been playing together for even a whole – they didn't even have a training camp together. Like James Harden, he's honestly done a decent job integrating next to Joel, but it's not like – They've really had a lot of reps at this thing. So um, that's my take. I could see why T takes the Sixers, but officially I'm on the record wraps in seven. In Philly, game seven, well, they're going to be furious. I'm in the same boat. Raps and seven. You're going wraps and seven in Philly? Mm-hmm. Raps and seven in Dude, Philly. I think there, there's also, like, one of the other things in this series. Wait, T, real it's just quick. the MB- we're like uh, we're, when it gets under a minute, it doesn't even take the time, like doesn't even show me the timer. So we probably got like five seconds. I'm gonna send you guys another invite, but we can pick right up. All right, last series uh, of the East, and I also think we should take a, a second just to stop. And obviously, we got the Bulls Bucks, but like top down, man, just four fun, four fun matchups, and and it hasn't always been the, the case in the East. So. Um, I'm super stoked on three that. fun and, matchups. Yeah, yeah, I think we got three. Yeah, three. My, and... bad. My bad. Um, if you're a Bucks fan, four. But uh, we got the Heat versus either the Cavs or Hawks. We both talked. We all three talked a little bit about it. Um, and it's again, it's tough because you you have a really really key player, 50-50. Um, so if, if Jarrett's out, I think the Hawks get there. If he's in, I, I do think the Cavs have enough to to get one at, at the queue. Um, it's tough because I think both uh, they both pre- present similar challenges, but they're also they're also different. Um, who, if if you're the Heat, obviously you're not scared either way. But who would you guys rather play? Cleveland, probably the Cavs. Same, Cleveland. No experience. Cleveland should no be questionable. Yeah. yeah. And they and they've just been on a spiral the last month and a half. You know, that, that's why I wouldn't be surprised. Even if they do have J.A., I wouldn't be surprised if the Hawks beat Cleveland yeah. in Cleveland on Friday. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, if I'm Miami, I'm probably hoping to face Cleveland. Yeah, and I think the the experience thing is is huge. I mean, you saw it tonight. The Hawks just were just on a different level from from Charlotte. And I think a lot of that I is mean, having a, a big run like last year. Go ahead. Do you guys think that either team has a shot? Yeah, definitely. I I don't think the Cavs would have a shot. I I think the Hawks would have a chance. Uh, I know you're really high on Miami, though, Sarge. So I'm assuming you don't think they have a chance. Yeah, I don't. I I would put it below ten percent. Probably put it in the ten, eight to nine percent range. I think that's pretty damn low. I think they win one in eleven. I, I guess he, you've watched you've watched 
the Heat more than probably any of us I, have. I this honestly year. have not I watched much just, Heat. I really haven't. Yeah. They've I haven't been... either. It just seems like every time I've heard about them, they've kind of just been like, I know, I get it. They're the one seed, whatever. But just they it, had the weirdest from whatever one seed I've year seen ever. Is, bro, it's yeah. also Eric's bolster, man. People just, he, he's similar to Nick Nurse, where he's one of those coaches where he has a legit impact on every single game he coaches. And I, I just, I think there's such an advantage in that. And you look at the roster, the Heat just have a better roster than both of those teams on top of that. I think it's going to be really tough. I don't think the Cavs have really any shot. I think the, the Atlanta does just because they have Trey Young, um, who's a microwave, and they have Capella down low um, for Bam defensively, and they have the experience from last year on top of it. But that's why I only give them a slight chance. Yeah. No, I think I think it's more in like the 20 to 25% range for me, for the Hawks. I, I agree. With the Cavs, I, I think that they're – their gas tank is is basically empty. They, I'm not even gonna say they. I think it's fair to say they overachieved, especially given sex. Oh, absolutely. Sex their, their win Rubio. total was 26 yeah. on the season. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think that the, the Cavs, if Jared Allen's playing, their size might pose some issues. No. Some, but I mean, you've seen this this team the, the last month of the season, and I know it's without Jared. Um, but I just think collectively as a group, they're tired. And they're just going to, you know, there's no, if you have a weakness, either whether that's offensive or defensive, defensively in the playoffs, it's going to be attacked until it's addressed. And I don't know that this team, a cool Rondo's there. I don't know that this team has the, the vets to really pull themselves out of tough situations like that. So I, as sad as it is, I, I think if the Cavs play them, I think it's a sweep. I think the Hawks interesting play. narrative too is the Hawks and the Heat played the second to last game of the year, right? And it was a 113-109 win for the Heat at home um, with everyone healthy essentially for both teams. Um, Jimmy, Bam, and uh, Kyle Lowry yeah. all played same with Tyler Hero and everyone playing the Hawks. And you have a really, really close game there. Um, so I, I, when I say I give them a short, that doesn't mean I think it's going to be a bad series. I still think it goes probably – uh, five games would probably be my guess, maybe six. Yeah, but I think it's so five. I, I think every game is really, really. The Heat are just. You know I what I mean? Gonna, yeah, no, completely. But um, and and we can. I I still want to go. Like, we'll do pods after the first round, like reassess pods. I still want to get your before we go. Like, you know how you see the East playing out in general, but. With that being said, I, I, the Heat are really tough for me to gauge because with the Nets, you know what's going on, right? Shit, honestly, pretty shit team around Kyrie and KD. Uh, Boston's been basically one of the best teams in the league all year long. You know exactly who Milwaukee is. You got some uncertainty for sure with Philly, but it's Joel Embiid and James Harden with a good group around them. And Toronto, we know. Miami, it's like they miss guys. They had guys in and out all year. They dealt with it, but every single guy missed major time. And then it like literally three weeks ago, they had a stretch basically fully healthy where they sucked for like two weeks. And then they kind of came out of it. They beat Boston in Boston. They had some other wins and it's kind of in the past now, but like three weeks ago, they looked very, very beatable. And it's just like, for me, they've got a great team, but I, I think offensively, I'm just, a little bit concerned not necessarily in this series but just like long term i know they're the one seed but like i 
if Tyler Hero's not cooking Jimmy Butler and Bam, like you said, you'd rather have DA as a score than Bam, right? So I just I'm just concerned about their scoring, but they do have a ton of winners. They have a great coach. They have the experience. They have the their defense is amazing. PJ's great. Yeah, they have great defense when they're locked in. Um, but I just I, I have trouble balancing it all in my mind and, and how I view them. And to me right now, I don't know that I they could win the title. I'm not gonna say it's impossible, but I don't have them in the even in my eyes, even like the second tier behind the Bucks Suns. But I'm open to having my mind change. I just I haven't really I haven't watched him enough I haven't really to really have a, a, yeah, exactly. a strong opinion on it. But my, my mind is kind of where you're at, Caleb. Like the, I, I don't really view them as a team that's going to make the finals, let alone win the finals. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah. And we have Sarge, who I know does. So that's kind of just ready for him to tell me. I mean, Why I he... don't think they're going to win the NBA finals. I think they do have a chance for sure. I think Boston they have or Miami? Best. Miami, for See, sure. Boston or Miami, not based on the schedule, <laughs> not based on the the road that they're going on, uh-huh. just as teams. Don't don't you don't you want to ask 76ers or Miami because you're talking to the guy who's got the 76ers uh, I, going I, to I the Eastern Conference Finals. No, I know finals. where he's finals. Eastern Conference. We're we're gonna get to the to big the picture. Let's start small. Let's start small. Boston or Miami. <laughs> Uh, Boston or Miami? Probably Boston, dude. Boston's been the best team in the NBA for like four Boston. months outside of Phoenix. Boston's Boston. been amazing. Really? I got Boston, bro. I got Boston. I do. I think the defense is better. We'll see. We'll see in the playoffs if that holds up. And I think the top end scores are better. Um, okay. But that's what I'm saying. I, I, Very I by the way, I don't have a great read on Miami. Go ahead, T. I don't either. I just want to make a quick point since you guys both just disrespected, disregarded, tossed my Cavs to the wayside. Cavs went two and one against Miami this year. And, and when Cavs were, were to beat, if the Cavs were to beat the Hawks, who you think the Hawks can get to five, why couldn't the Cavs get to five? Because they're gas. I don't think you have a, a healthy J and the way they ended the season, they just, like Caleb said, they looked gassed and they just didn't look like the same team. It's a, it's similar to the Bulls, yeah. just not as bad. Like I uh, agree. I just wanted to get that. I, they had a across. wonderful regular season. And if this was if the playoffs started in February, <laughs> December, yeah, or shit, December when they still had Rubio health, they'd have a shot. But mm-hmm. I, I just think it's, just the lack of experience cheap. with just eighty. 82 plus games weighing on them yeah uh, I, and i love the Cavs long term i think they'll be right back in the mix next year but yeah i, I just think you have a rested miami team ready and uh this is another thing with miami i mean you look at their path to the finals they don't have to see the celtics it's or, such a sexy they don't path. Have to see, yeah bro they don't have to see the celtics or the Bucks. oh my god and, and that's a great like my it, let's say philly does take care of business t t's right I don't know if it's five, but let's say they do take care of business. That's going to be an, an incredible series. I think I'd – I'm just kind of low on Philly. 
I'm lower on consensus than consensus on Philly. I think Dude, I, I I don't even think it's low on Philly. I think people are just low on Harden. Like, and like he's a, a huge part of Philly. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I get that. I, I just no, I'm not low on Maxi. I don't know, man. I, I'm not low on Maxi. I'm low on no, Philly. No, I I just feel like I, I want to trust the talent, and, and I I trust the Harden will figure it out. And if I'm proven wrong, I probably should have seen it coming. He's been dog shit in the playoffs his entire career. So. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's, we can do that now. Um, all right. So we got, it's obviously going to be a little different for each of us, but uh, Miami, Boston, Milwaukee. Let's start over in Boston, Milwaukee, because I think we're all on the same page there. Boston, Milwaukee. Uh, how does that end up for you guys? And again, yeah, we'll, we'll, we will reassess. We will get back on here after round one. Me, you, Sarge, we'll talk about the East, but uh, you know, it's, it's I've got right now. I've got Bucks and five. Honestly, I think they're a horrible matchup for the Celtics, um, and I just think why? Why specifically? Just Giannis, who's a, bro. He's who's a good matchup. Who Who do you feel like they play the Bucks and like we got a fucking good matchup right now? That's the thing with the Bucks, dude. The Bucks are just such a bad matchup for every single. <laughs> in the league and that's why i love them so much you know what i mean like it's gonna be middleton and Giannis on jalen brown and jason tatum every possession and then you got marcus smart to guard whoever i mean i mean then you have whoever else floating around on marcus smart who doesn't really create on offense like you want to get drew in there to guard some jason tatum or jalen brown too you can do that it's just they rely so heavily on those two guys to score the basketball and milwaukee has so much to throw at them in terms of defenders I just think it's a it's going to be a really tough task for the Celtics to beat Milwaukee. I, I like Milwaukee in five, um, taking game five at home. I, I don't see Boston beating them on the road, and I, and I see Milwaukee taking one in Boston. Uh, wait, if it was in five, wouldn't they win in Boston? No, Milwaukee has home court. It goes two two and one two one one one. Yeah, I thought Boston Boston has home court. Oh no! It they they do, they do have. That's home why court. they did that so, whole yeah, they, thing, they, man. Oh, yeah, they, that, that's why has home court. That's why yeah. I had I had Bucks winning in six, and they take it at home. Oh, that actually does change a little bit. Why did I think? Oh, they do. They have the same record. Yeah, wow. bro, that was the whole thing. Boston could have been three. They just had to lose against Memphis. All right, I'll change it up. I got Milwaukee in five. <laughs> <laughs> I got. I yeah, still that, got Milwaukee in five. I'll stick to my guns. I legit. I think Boston can win that series. Not even joking. I don't. I, I go. Wow. Yeah, I don't. Uh, uh, fat boner for Tatum. I do. I don't deny it. I do. Um, I got Milwaukee in. I'll play it safe. Milwaukee in six, but I, I, I really wouldn't be surprised if Boston wins that. I'd be slightly surprised. Take Boston, bro. Fine, Boston. Yeah, bro, seven. commit to something. Boston in seven. Dude, You're right, Boston in at seven. Home. Boston at home. Boston in seven at home. Give me the C's. I I just like T said. T's mentioned it. Best team in the league outside the Suns since for a while. It's not like a month. Um, and yeah, Milwaukee has the, you know, Milwaukee's done it. But I think it's really hard to repeat. It's just tough picking Milwaukee to lose in the second round. But I, Boston has that feel to me, especially if, if we can get Time Lord back. Yeah, give me Boston in seven. All right. T, you went six. Milwaukee yeah. in six. I had Bucks right. in six. All right. right at home. 
Philly. All right. So Sarge and I both have Toronto, um, but we can start with you, T. Philly and Miami. How's that going? I have Philly. Uh, Philly winning at home in six. Same thing as the Toronto argument. Just yeah. a feel thing. Like I, I just love Embiid this year. The way he can take over games. He's available. Probably. And 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 they'll and they'll have Matisse for the entire series. Yeah, that is actually that's huge. It's a big deal, bro. Yeah. Like the the I didn't really think that much about the Matisse not being able to play in Toronto. It's a really big deal. And obviously, he can pose some matchup problems for Miami and Jimmy he's if he's in there. But actually, a dog like he he is. Who who would you take as a defender? Uh, he's a top. Mark he's a top Mikhail, five defender in the league, and Mikhail I don't think he's I'm taking Thibault, dude. I think he's more crafty as a defender. I don't even know. Yeah, I, I don't know, but I, I I don't think there's a wrong answer. And I'd probably lean Thibault. He's just terrible offensively. <laughs> He's so bad. <laughs> so bad, dude. He is so bad. Yeah. Uh, which might <laughs> maybe that helps him in Toronto. He literally, he he literally has no the offensive game. Like yeah. literally zero. Yeah. Um, all right, sorry. Dude. So he, he's uh, actually he's actually been been feasting on the back cuts with Harden. He just yeah, he can make layups. He can make layups. <laughs> he patrols the baseline and he's always <laughs> He's playing in center field. Like, he, he's cheating to the basket. When somebody gets a steal, he's always, like, 15 feet ahead, uh, ahead of everybody. Getting he's got to get his points wide somehow, open. bro. Um, yeah. Sorry. So, it, it, let's say Philly does win. Because, again, I, I do think it's pretty close to a 50-50 with Toronto. Um, God damn, that would be a series. I think I'd probably just take Miami in seven. Uh, I would take Miami in, in seven as well. Because yeah, of home court. Um, if oh, Toronto – Go, yeah, I hate that. I hate that matchup for for Philly too. Like, I love Bam as a defender. I don't know where you guys are at with Bam, and I'm Bam's not saying one on one checking Joel. No, 100, right. and I'm and no one can. But I'm just saying they play team defense. They got a great big defender down there to at least pose an issue for Joel, and yeah. then they're gonna have Jimmy on Harden, which is a is. You go through that Heat team like Lowry, proven winner, Jimmy Butler as winner. As much of a winner as you can get. PJ Tucker, dude. Damn, you worried at all dude. with the with the heat and like the late game bucket getting? You know who Tyler Hero is? Tyler? I know who he is. I know who he is. <laughs> and, and Jimmy, for as like quote limited as he, he's just an expert at getting the line. So he really is. I I. I I think that mitigates some of the concern, but for sure, Bro, Kyle like, Lowry as well as and Kyle, oh, as Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry's like so his no. little brother. So, so you guys have have no concerns about the late game top shot end, making, top end championship games, sure, but I, I, it's not enough of a worry for me to say Phillies. Phillies. You know who's an X factor that we haven't even talked about, who I don't think is going to make team? a huge difference is. Victor Oladipo, bro. Like, does he? I haven't play? watched one second of Victor Oladipo. He dropped forty in the last game, and they lost. But okay, is he playing? I don't think so. I mean, if he does, it's very limited. I, I, I don't think Victor Oladipo is at a point where he can really he can have an impact. Impact a game all that much, bro. Yeah, I but I, I think the bottom line for me is I, I just think they have so many guys they can go to: Lowry, Bam, Jimmy Butler. 
Tyler Hero. Like, so many and dudes. The, that tell me how shots. they found. They literally found a better Duncan Robinson already in, in, in Max, Max Struess. Dude, is, is Duncan getting shipped out? Dude, what the season? hell happened to Duncan, bro? <laughs> He got yeah. cashed out and stopped working. He fell off a cliff, but I think that's also just partly what happens with shooters, just high variance. Fell off but, a cliff shooting 38% from three still. Yeah, okay, but compared to where he was. Um, but I got I got Miami against Philly. I'm sorry, T. I it's just you're right. It's James Harden. No, I I'm, I'm going out on a limb. You don't have to apologize. I'm I'm putting my my name on the line with this Philly pick, <laughs> they're, dude. They're gonna get first rounded. They might lose in four. Honestly, <laughs> stop watching dude, the playoffs like, at that point. Yeah, it's just, it, and that's the thing. If they had a great coach, like I, I just think they can way. And again, they're dude. doing it. They're doing it on the fly. But I just think they could way better optimize the group that they have. Wasn't wasn't Doc listed as the top fifteen coach of all time? Yeah, I didn't agree with that at all. What a fucking joke. Uh, I didn't agree with that. Has he <laughs> he just won with the Celtics, right? He won a couple? Two. Two? Yeah. yeah. Anyways, if Toronto makes it, Sarge. Oh, wait, no. I think he only won wait, one. Could... Go. Wait, yeah. I, I think he only won one. Quick yeah. question. Yeah. What if – I think Philly losing in any fashion – in round one is embarrassing for them for what they traded this whole hardened fiasco. If Philly actually gets embarrassed, it's like loses in five or loses in six to Toronto. What is the sequence of events? What happens? I mean, Rivers gets Philly? canned immediately. Rivers is gone. But I think personnel wise, like Mary is more is Maury is married to James Harden. Like professionally they're married. Like I, I don't think they can really do you think this is it? This is their team. This is their core. Maybe you find a cool little rotation guy, but I think, like it, like I said, I think everything is there. This is a championship level roster. I, I just think you got to find a coach that can better optimize the group. Personally, and here's but, the thing too: you got to, you, you, you have to have patient patience with Maxi. Still, I mean, he's still such a young pup. I know he's been really good, but you give him even another year of development next year to play a whole year next to James Harden. I don't think you can give it up, right? I, sure, get a new coach. Yeah, I but... don't think you blow it up, personally, roster-wise. What about you, T? I am terrified to give Harden that that contract extension. Uh, they're going to do it. Like it it's, it's just – I know Sarge had mentioned the Jimmy Butler thing in Miami, and, like, people are already talking about that now. Like, if Miami gets bounced, what, where's Jimmy going? Like, it, it's just a – a scary proposition. If Harden doesn't perform like I think he's going to in the postseason and he shits the bed again. And wait, 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 wait. You don't think he's going to perform, but you have him winning the championship? No, no, no. no. Oh, he's saying. I, maybe I misquoted that. Yeah. I think he is going to perform, oh, okay, but if yeah. he doesn't perform, like if that would mean that the Harden of two years ago is never coming back, but you are paying for the Harden That's the version thing, of though, two years ago. I think that Harden is readily like i think that harden is very possible to come back i just don't think he's working like that anymore like when you hear stories of like oh yeah i was literally out with little baby till 6 a.m and then i went to practice an hour after i got home like i i just think he's at a point where he's so good and his mind he's such a good basketball mind 
where he can get by in the regular season. Um, I I think if he just grinded and just stopped, like just focused on the game for these last couple of years, I mean, he's got plenty of years left. I think he could come back. I don't know if it's the same D'Antoni 35 a night because he's never going to play that style, but the burst can come back. I think that's the root of it is he's not getting downhill as consistently. Plus he does not get the calls that he used to get. And that combined, you know, it's just, he's not getting the separation anymore or the lift on his jumper. So I think it's possible to come back T. I just, I think it's a work thing and I could be wrong. I, I definitely could be wrong. I, but. I, I think that the likely scenario, no matter what happens, is they do give me extension, right? They wouldn't he's have made the deal it. if they weren't planning on signing More he's getting him his money. I'm just thinking from a devil's advocate perspective, like this, if you're not going to win in Embiid's MVP season, when are you going to win with, with that as your core? I think Maxie's special. I think Maxie's really special too. And I, I told you, if you give him one more year of development, it's not like Harden's going to fall off a cliff. One more year of development for Maxie, maybe two, still have a good Harden, still have a good healthy Embiid. And you pick up a, you know, the, that can't, can't base more in free agency. You're good. You're good Wayne Ellington. That's probably the likely scenario. Doc's going to get I, canned and then they'll, they'll resign Harden. I also wonder if I'm, if I'm Daryl Morey, I'm selling Tobias so hard in this. Like I, I'm seeing, cause I mean, you're a couple, I would, was he wasn't never an all-star, right? I feel like Tobias, he was close. No. There was yeah. a year where he was in consideration. I might have been last year, damn near, honestly. He, he's never been one, but he's been in consideration. Yeah, I thought like it was the, the Clippers years. Yeah, he no, no LA it was, was with great, Philly. But he had a Philly year where he was like people were talking. It was he wasn't gonna be, but he was like in the group. I, I wonder what you can get for him. I know that the contract is tough, but I think if you're going personnel wise, that's what I'm looking at. Um, and it doesn't even have to be a crazy return. Just free up money it allows you to go again. I'm not a cap guru, but allows you to go get some pieces that you like that may be better fit that maybe are smarter basketball players. Um, because at, the, at this point, you you just don't need Tobias Harris to like. It, I don't know how they communicate it to him, and obviously you don't want him to be like not aggressive, but like you just don't need Tobias to do all that much for this team to be really successful. I mean, he's he's a fourth option that's getting paid thirty plus million dollars yeah. a year. So that's like where that, I'd go. Yeah, that, that's definitely an option. That's where I'd go. I, just, I don't think it's movable, bro. I don't know what the market I don't think is. That contract yeah. is movable. But every year you you think like, and again, GMs are you know in general they're smarter than us. But like, I feel like every year there's a couple moves where it's like you really didn't have to be the like a basketball <laughs> Einstein to like know that that wouldn't be a smart move. Like, and I feel like there's someone out there that can would be willing He's, to take Tobias. I don't know, dude. He's 37 and 39 the next two seasons. That is insane. That Getting is paid insane. more than Embiid is. That is fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't Nobody's who, who, taking who, that contract. Bro. Elton Brand? Who who signed him to that? It was it was Philly, dude. Once they traded him from the Clippers. They signed because the Clippers didn't want to pay him. They paid him the max. <laughs> yeah. 
there's got to be a limit for who is eligible for a fucking max contract. I'm telling you. Tobias has averaged 20 points a game once in his career. Why is this yeah. dude getting a max contract? There's Every year there's some – like even – did you I, again, this could be complete bullshit, but I saw something like the Pacers are looking into Russ. It's like how, how many dude, times are we going to do this? He'd be a perfect fit for him. <laughs> Send us over Tyrese. <laughs> oh my god could you imagine stunting tyrese's growth with russell westbrook that would be the stupidest move ever i wonder i actually wonder like is russ gonna get dropped i know we're getting a little unraveled here but is russ gonna get waived no, this is the best part of the podcast no i think that they're going to send out some really bad reports some really bad intel to piss him off and hope that he asks for a buyout that would be best kate yeah you're not getting i mean the the Again, we can move off the Lakers here in a sec, but like I know the injuries were tough, but legitimately, if you guys had Kuz and KCP and Caruso, you guys would have been contenders this year. And instead, you literally didn't even make the play. And I know that the injuries were a tough part, but like a GM, and maybe Braun was part of that, but a GM was literally paid to like didn't make the play, bro, with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Like, you know how bad the roster has to be around them to not make the plan i mean like, yeah dude that's what you that's that's literally the maybe the worst constructed roster in nba history like it's not even a joke <laughs> no it's serious okay, dude it's like yeah it's incredibly bad anyway. i mean bro it was it was dwight howard wenyan gabriel stanley johnson and yeah, kendrick Nunn didn't even play yeah the worst bone bruise of all time <laughs> yeah <laughs> He's actually a thief, bro. He, he, they were asking him in his exit interview, and he yeah. was so smug about, like, yeah, I'll be next year. Like, yeah, he, he's taking that player option for five and a yeah, half mil. No brainer. <laughs> and it's sad because, like, you know, he was actually kind of has showed flashes in Miami. And, and honestly, Malik was great for you guys. But yeah, we, sorry. Well, we're going to lose him too. Yeah, he's going to get paid for sure um all right so ty's ty's got philly and milwaukee right i got miami and boston i got miami and boston i guess uh sarge you got milwaukee (laughs) and miami Mm -hmm. there's no way you have you do have the the other celtics i guess i did Uh, you guys kind of you guys bullied me like i said i said six but uh, I, I do believe in the Celtics team, and I'm way higher on them than I think than the consensus is, so I might as well just ride it. Um, but, all right, T, we know you got Philly coming out. Sarge, uh, Miami, Milwaukee, I'm assuming. I got Bucks in seven. Yeah. How you feel about Miami is how I feel about Boston, yeah. which is cool. I really like I really like Miami. I really like Spo. I really like the system, and I think they're fucking deep, dude. I really like that roster in Miami, man. I, yeah. I really do. And no, dude, good. they gave a they, they beat the Bucks in the. And I know it was a bubble, but they beat the same Bucks team. I guess was Drew on the team at that time? Bro, he wasn't. Freaking, right? you're bringing up the bubble right now. Drew wasn't on that team. Right? Drew, Drew no. was not on that team. No, yeah, it was okay. the fucking so it, bubble, bro. It was a bit bro. of a different team. It was the bubble. Okay, bro. so yeah, let me guess. Lakers, Mickey Mouse ring. I got it. I okay. have never said that. I have never said that. You just kind of 
kind of did by devaluing. No, I'm not here to devalue the ring. All I'm saying is Miami, Miami, they Spolstra drew up a great game plan for Giannis, right? They did their little box defense thing, and it worked really well. Yeah, build a wall. And I I really like Spolstra as a coach, similar to how you feel about Nurse. I feel the same way about Nurse, but I feel the same way in Spolstra. I think he can change a series on him, and he's going to make it really, really tough for a Bucks team that's led by Budenholzer still to beat him. (laughs) You don't like Bud? But I still like the Bucks. Yeah, I was going to say – we haven't really even talked about them because they're unfortunately they're matched up with the Bulls, but like this seems crazy. And with Giannis, like you know, the, what have we said in the past? Like, all right, he's great in the transition. There's less transition opportunities, and and in the past he struggled in the half court he's shooting, this but year. he can shoot it now. Like he can actually. Obviously, he's not an elite shooter, but like wide open threes, you don't feel half bad when he shoots it. Uh, he's got a little baby Kobe you know, mid-range face yeah. game and he's shooting 72% from the line. So you can't just hack him the way you did in the past. That's huge. Uh, I think they're clearly the best team in the East, um, but it's different being hunted for sure. It's just that much harder. Um, but yeah, I think if they, if they match up with Miami, I, I definitely take them. If they match up with Philly. I definitely take them. Um, but somehow Boston's going to be them. Do you give Boston any, any shot at all? Me? Yeah. Against Milwaukee? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're they're I took them officially on record, but you had seven. them beating beating in seven. You have them beating Milwaukee in seven. That was that's what we talked about. Remember, bro? Jesus Christ. Oh yeah, I forgot we're in the West. We're on the finals. Remember when you, you had them lose already? Remember when you forgot that they had home court advantage? Yep. Yeah, that, that's when I picked them. That's when I picked them. Um but it's more so, more so, just to showcase how much I believe in Boston this year. I, I, I think JB and JT are ready, and I love Ime. I love Marcus. I need, I need Time Lord back. I do. Um, but I think he, I think he gets back in D White. D White's such a win. Dude, the, the Celtics think. could totally win the title. Yeah. I, I'm bought in on them. They can definitely win the title if Time Lord's healthy. Yeah. He's the key piece for sure. So, but end of the day, you're going for Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember talking on the, on our trade deadline podcast about how sick the Derek White move was. Like it was just kind of like an under the radar move that they made to just add another great yeah. defensive wing. And, and like, it's, that's the thing too. It's not like the box score or the set. Like he honestly has shot it pretty bad, but yeah, you, you just have another guy who understands his role understands what another legit NBA rotation player dude, yeah, yeah. instead of and a great Romeo defender. Langford. Yeah, exa- exactly. So I, I think they're very, very scary there. It sucks that they got matched up with the, probably the toughest road you can get just first two rounds. But I think this is kind of their coming out party. And I, I think it'll start with Brooklyn. And I think a lot of people are going to like Sarge said, are, are going to expect Brooklyn to just kind of win that because of Kyrie and KD, but they just don't. Who's their third best player? I, I will say, uh, T, Claxton looked really good against the Cavs, but uh, Sorry, you can't you rely on him for 30 minutes. His free throw shooting was good. Did you see his free throw performance? <laughs> That's not his strength, Sarge. That's One for six on the line. <laughs> Dude, if Giannis could do it, he can do it. Yeah. Oh, like their, their third best player right now, though, legitimately is Bruce Brown. Yeah. God, I can't believe he was just on the end of the bench – throughout the year crazy he was great 
short roll passes, good defensively. He was literally last year in the playoffs was their power forward. It's it's yeah. just like I, I know they've been dealt some weird injuries and then they just had the trade, but like the construction around KD Kyrie is not that great. But 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 we'll see what happens with Ben. Um all right. I'm all right. So T Philly, Sarge, Bucks, me, Celtics. Is that is that kind of where we're all at coming out of the East? Yeah. And we all have uh, different picks, which is pretty interesting. I think I have the more I have the more conventional pick. You have the more basketball brain pick, and Ty has the more unconventional, you know, really out there pick. Hot take pick, and uh, I respect I respect all of them. Um, Let's go to the West. I know this is the East, um, but yeah, I feel like it it wouldn't be right to, you know, fill in the other side, Sarge. Yeah, I, mean, I already know where you guys are at. So it's really more picking between. <laughs> I, I got the Warriors, though. Warriors, Warriors, Celtics. What's so funny? What is so funny? I, I don't well, know. I can't even like, does, does, does Sarge have. I don't know what's does, so funny. I got the Warriors. Sarge have the, the, war- the first round. <laughs> I think what's funnier is Sarge having the Nuggets beating them. In six? Yeah. Oh, my God. Why? Honestly, I can see it. I can see it. Oh, Steph, Steph's foot is Steph very today. injured. Steph practice today. It, does he have a, um, a history of um, ankle Not foot a, injuries or no? Recently? No. Oh, okay. Like big picture, uh, yeah. Just okay. like your is, MCL, just you Clay out of coming off. Is Clay coming off two years of major injuries or no? Okay, are we not gonna? Are we just gonna ignore is, the way is, he is Draymond Breen coming off a displaced back injury? Dude, I'm in the present with you right now. Clay looks great. Draymond does not look like he have a displaced back injury. Instead of practice today, that okay. would be my response. So, yeah, if if Steph wasn't playing, all right, yeah, you're not crazy, but. I really do think all three of them play. I, I, I just don't know how they beat Gordon. the Suns. I, I don't know how they beat oh, the Suns. Oh, we're back on the Suns. Okay, that makes more sense. Uh, dude, we beat them like two times this year. One time we didn't have Wiggins at War Jordan Poole. So. Wiggins is an all-star starter. So Exactly. But honestly, though, real, I just think they're going to have a really tough time with Jokic. All the injuries combined. Um, I know they have home court. I know they have the experience, but I just think Denver figures out a way to win it. And I think they get at home in six. And in terms of my finals pick, it's conventional. It's easy, but I got the Suns beating the Grizz to go to the finals. And then I have the Suns winning in seven over Milwaukee. I just think it's their time. I think it's time for Dem Booker and CP3 to win a wing. Um, Just love the roster construction, love the coaching, love everything about them. Yep. T. Um, I have I have the Suns beating Philly in seven. Um, I have honestly the I would not be shocked if the Wolves beat the Grizzlies in round one. I had that series going seven. Uh, they've would, played each other. Super if you think well. that, you should bet on it, Ty, because the odds are wild. It's like. Plus four hundred or something. I don't bet anymore. 
Yeah, I just I, give advice to those that do. Yeah, T retired. Dude, the they are plus three fifteen though. T, if you want to come out of retirement, the Wolves have played the Grizzlies pretty pretty much as well as anybody has played the Grizzlies this season. They can match it on athleticism. Uh, it's going to be a big big test for these young dudes. Uh, obviously on both sides, but you know for the for the Wolves to pull that out, Cat needs to step it up big time. Uh, I feel like I I trust Ant more than Cat at this point with this team, but I do have the Grizzlies pulling it out in seven. I have the Warriors beating the Nuggets in five. I, you know, I, I just don't think that the Nuggets are, are healthy. Um, no, Nikola Jokic is going to average 60 and 20 and 20, and they're going to win in six. Dude, even if he does average 60, yeah. 20, and 20, they'll still get ousted in five. They, the talent that the Nuggets have just it, okay. it pales uh, in comparison. I'm going to ask you guys a question. I know you're okay, what. I, I I need to ask a question. Can I ask a question, Sarge? Yes. Do I value experience too much? Like, like I don't think you value it too much, but the, you sometimes go back because the Celtics. I mean, sure, they have experience, I guess, technically, but oh, you have all been there. They've all been I guess. there. Uh, well, they I guess. They've all been there. They've all literally, all, like they have, like, like. What are you talking with Eastern Kyrie? Conference Finals? Yeah, and and it's been multiple times, but like Horford, I think my thing is like even just like even like the Grizzlies, like obviously they had a regular great regular season year. Like, I don't know, maybe I'm just overemphasizing. I just think there has to be a time where a young team, you know, makes that final jump, and it happens to everyone. Happened to the Warriors, right? Like the Warriors didn't really technically have experience when they were getting jousted in the first round a couple times, right? Yeah, that's when they got out in the first round. But when they after they won the finals, they did have experience before that a couple of years. But the same thing with the Grizzlies. Well, they got bounced in the first round last year. I think there's a very good shot yeah. that they could make a run for it this year, just like the Warriors did. No, I think they can. I, I I definitely don't think it's out of the question. But like, what's the deal with Ja? Is Ja completely healthy right now? I think he's all right. I mean, he played in the regular season last or second to last game. I don't think he would have done that unless he was completely ready to go. I also think he's just a freak and heals really fast. But like I, I and I know we tickle and we you do all that, but like I, I genuinely like for me, Warriors Grizz, I know the Grizz have a better, you know, regular season, but like I just maybe it's my warrior brain, but like Steph Clay, Dre, Igadala have done this thousand not thousand, so so much more. Like the Grizzlies have been haven't been out of the first round. Who I'm trying to think. Steven Adams, Steven Adams. But like, no one else has gotten even out of the first round. I just, I, I maybe I put a little bit too much stock into that. But I, I just think the playoffs are are really night and day different basketball than the regular season. And I, I think the Grizzlies are gonna have they're insanely talented, crazy year. I just think they're they're gonna run into some problems at times, and and I'm not sure. I can't wait that. for that match. So, 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 let me ask you something. You literally don't. Warriors' health is a concern at all. Do I mean to an extent? But like, if they're playing, they you know, like Clay's healthy, Dre is healthy, Dre's played for a month. Bro, now, Dre is okay. Like, like I've watched him, Sarge. Like he is who he is. Like if he wasn't, I would tell you Dre is not who he is. But he was who he is towards the end of the regular season. And Dre has talked about it all the time, how 
how different the playoffs are. Like, I don't think Dre's coming into this sleepwalking. Like, and, and Steph, yeah, it might take a little bit for the rhythm, but by the time they play Memphis, like, I think he should be fine. And in that case, like, I really do think – I don't think it will be a blowout at all. I, I could easily see it going six or seven. But I'll take us in that just based off the experience. So you think? What do you think the odds are they lose to the to the Nuggets then? Uh, I I would honestly make the Warriors like minus four fifty five hundred. Like I might bet on them minus two hundred. I know they're minus two hundred. Or I'll probably what I'll do is I'll parlay them with the Celtics, who are only like minus one fifty. But uh, and obviously I'm a huge Warriors fan, so that might play into it. But I, I'm not worried about the Nuggets. I'm just every game. So then why we, are the books? Why are the books so off? Uh, I, you'd have to ask them. Honestly, I would guess it's the Steph injury, which again is fair. But like he practiced, I'm. I I just don't think Yoke has enough around him. I, I don't. With with home court, I don't think he has enough around him to to win any significant. Like they don't have a chance to beat the Suns, right? So is is your biggest thing like just health? Because like let's say they're all healthy, what 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 changes? Like, I mean, are they Steph, are the Grizzlies Draymond and Clay are 100% healthy? Yes, I don't take the Nuggets in that series, right? But I, I think it's a combination of all those guys are a little bit banged up in some way, right? And I don't think the Warriors roster is, is great. I, I know you love what they've done. Jordan Poole is really, really good, but I do think they have holes, and one of them is at center, and that's where Jokic plays. And I do think he has enough around him in Barton, in AG. Bones has been good off the bench couple other guys let me ask morris is a good backup role player i think they have enough around Jokic to beat the warriors that's fair Jokic is that good bro i i i really think Jokic is that legit do you similar to luca bro i think them on their own can put decent players around them. they have a shot to beat anyone no i I, when i say the warriors confidently it's it's absolutely not a slide on yoke like Ty said, I, I think he could go bonkers. I think he could average 30, 10, and 15, and they still, you know, only get one. And even if they, they win in five, I think most of the games will be close, um, For like, like you said. But we didn't have Dre for a single one of those games, and I know he's a little bit undersized. But, like, I, I really think the play – that's why I love the playoffs. The defense is just completely different in how you approach it. In the regular season, you might trap a guy if he's hot, but, like, it's really nothing crazy. I think in the playoffs, you really generate different schemes. And I, I think Dre's literally a coach just out on the floor. So I'll ride with the with the uh, experience, but I, I get it. Yoke is going to be a problem. Um, and really, for me, more, it was like Grizzlies. Like, I think that's the the matchup that I'm more interested to hear you guys on. You 2 T is just like, you have the, the Grizzlies, who definitely have the better regular season, but like, before all the injuries, we were one, we were two. Like, what is it? Is again just you, the youth and the Warriors' uh, injury concerns for the Grizzlies? Same thing. Um, I, I think it's more more the. I guess it's the youth. I. I don't know, dude. I I can tell you, I'm excited to watch Dylan Brooks try to defend Steph again. That's going to be the highlight of the series for me, but. Yeah, dude, I, I just – it's something that I said months ago when we were on this podcast. I don't love teams that have that big of a rotation going into the playoffs when they have to shrink it, you know. 
Like it, it just worries me, you know, that he runs 10, 11 deep. And some people might argue that that serves to benefit them in a long series. I disagree. Yeah. I want to have my seven, eight guys that are going to be there in the trenches. I know that I can trust. They've been in that same role all season. That has not been the case for, for Memphis at all. Yeah. I can't remember a team that ran that many deep um, that made a run like they want to make in the postseason. Spurs. Um, Spurs, right. And, and I guess the Spurs, are, I just feel like they're a one-off. Yeah, know? they're an anomaly for sure. Yeah. And I, I also am a little bit concerned, like we talk about all the time, like the half-court shot making. Like this is going to be a really big test for Jaw. Like he's great in the regular season, up and down the court, transition stuff. It doesn't happen as frequently in the yeah. postseason. So it's going to be interesting to see him try to dissect defenses. Warriors have had one of the best defenses in the league all season. Um, so it'll be interesting to watch that. It's, it's going to be much more focus on him um, to see how he performs. Yeah. Those are all really great points, honestly. Yeah. Um, all right. I think I think that about does. It. So. Sounds like we all we all have Suns. I mean, like to me, the Suns are clearly better than the Warriors, but I'm just still just gonna take the Warriors because I'm not, <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here on the podcast and take the Suns over the Warriors. So uh I got Warriors, good. Celtics, Suns, Bucks, Suns, Sixers. Uh sounds good to me. And again, best time of the year. You just got I feel like every other I mean football a little bit, but like basketball you just there's so many different styles in which you can play there's just like it's just different clashes you know and i'm just i'm really excited to see it all play out thank you guys for joining me um big dance gets kicked off on saturday we'll definitely be back next week if you guys are available actually first round ends probably a little bit after next week we could do like a like recap of the week though um, if you guys are available, but thank you for joining me. Yeah, it's probably not going to end till two, until two weeks because it doesn't start till Saturday. Probably yeah. going to be a week and a half. No, series. I, I think what we can do is just like a whole playoff roundup. Like, all right, midway, here's where we're at. What are we thinking? What are we thinking? So if you guys are available, we'll do that either Sunday or Monday. Appreciate you guys yeah. as always. Sarge, go hoop. Good luck at your game. T, enjoy your night. Enjoy the playoff, guys. We'll talk to you all soon. Peace. Peace.